0: To the show. This is Bengals talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Chernopole, Ice. Whatever you want to call me. Anyway, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. Again, I'm up to 2,123 subscribers on YouTube. You guys are great. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew. I got a very special guest. He's Gary Miller from Local 12. If you got something cool you want to ask him, give me a super chat. Or you want to support the show, give me a super super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I got to do it every show jackpot joey we have the greatest quarterback in the nfl we call him jackpot joey that's what i call him anyway you call him sheisty or whatever but if you want any of this cool stuff like the hoodies the hats the uh flag if you want any of the beer we have delicious award-winning beer from brink brewery um that is that brink brewery you can get that pork uh, cork a bottle um jungle uh jungle gems and if you want any of the merchandise go right here to JackpotJoey9.com. portions of the proceed go to the joe Burrow hunger really fun also if you want to bet Bet on Betfred.com. Check them out. Bet on Bengals win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to go 17-0 this year. I'm calling it Calling it out now. <laughs> I'm a, I am ai got orange colored sunglasses. What's up to everybody in the, in the chat? We got Stranger, Nicholas, Kevin, day 88 Jerome is up there. All right, let's get to the reason you guys are here. It's none other than Gary Miller. Hey,
1: Gary, how you doing? Good. I still look somewhat like that picture. <laughs> I, I, it looks exactly the same. I don't know what you're talking about. It looks good. It looks good. So, what's going on, man? How you been today? Uh good. You know, I tend to make a red, mad dash from the car with the, uh, the rain we're having, and John Gums on you know, non-stop now with the threat the things we got to keep an eye on, and were, the red and green and yellow graphics all over the tri-state. So, yeah, uh, who knows if we'll have sports tonight? We'll see. How the, <laughs> Might Mother pumping. Nature decides. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is kind of scary. I'm actually taking my wife to the airport. She's going to go uh, visit her family down in Florida. So I'm like, yeah, I hope the winds calm down by the time you leave. That's that's yeah. not good. But yeah, it was raining five minutes ago. Then I walked back upstairs and it's sunny again. I'm like, well, that's Cincinnati weather. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> exactly. All right, Gary. So for now, they, everybody here locally knows you. And I know people who are watching us that are from since I recognize you from ESPN and stuff, just uh, give us a background about how you got started in sports broadcasting and, and just your, just your story of your career.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because my son is a senior at Wyoming okay. and uh, telling him and you know, he just, he's not very directed at the moment <laughs> in what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, where he's going to go, et cetera. So I had to relay the story uh, in one of our more heated conversations about how that's a
0: good way to put it. The I, uh,
1: <laughs> I had actually went to Southern Illinois, which at that time, way back when had one of the best, it uh, still does, but one of the only radio and TV majors in the right. country. Now everyone has them. Uh, but back then it was like Syracuse, right. Columbia, Missouri, and, and SIU. Um, uh, and I was telling him I got hired before I graduated. Uh, and it was crazy. I was on the phone with this news director from Savannah, Georgia, and our phone kept cutting out in my apartment. So I had to that run long, down. Is, to, that was a long distance call back then, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had to run down to after it broke up twice. And I'm going, oh, my God, they're going to hire somebody else uh, ran down to a restaurant and got on the pay phone or whatever. But, yeah, within a week, I was driving down to a place I'd never been, Savannah, Georgia, to be their sports director under NBC station there. And uh, I always tell Marty, I listened to him on the way down, because uh, WLW right. pretty much covered all the way through Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Reds were playing that night, so that, that kept a lot of the drive alive. But I was there for four years, uh, but it was close to CNN, so I was able to bug them, go up there to Atlanta, Periodically, and uh, I right. started at CNN Headline News yep. Yep. I remember that. Mm-hmm. If you're old enough to remember, they used to do two, two an hour, two times um, Yes, <laughs> I remember. General Wright made his uh, yep, his name. yep. Uh, But I was fortunate; some guys left the following year, and by eight, the next year, I was on uh, CNN Sports Tonight. And eventually, in the late '80s, Dan Patrick and I were like the next level to Nick and Fred, right? Uh, Craig Sager was with us. Uh, We had, you know, a great staff that was competing nightly, if not beating SportsCenter at the time. And back then it was just the 11 o'clock Eastern, right? There were no one of these overnights or uh, so and it was a half hour show. And then I went to so when they they started expanding, I said, Well, you know, ESPN's all sports. We're kind of the stepchild here of the news division. And Dan had already gone over. Right. Uh, they had several guys. Keith Oberman had already gone over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went there because I'd done the baseball show at uh, CNN. And then I got on Baseball Tonight. And then you know through the 90s worked various shows uh had the misbegotten uh, soccer breakdown and, uh,
0: <laughs> if, if anybody doesn't know what that is you gotta, you gotta look yeah, it it's,
1: it's if you're watching this on youtube go to youtube right, i have to right. own it you know and dan always make sure everyone gets reminded especially in world cup seasons right uh, but you know, i did a lot of baseball uh but also covered uh, eventually went to up close the daily interview show right. For three years and that was that was the greatest show greatest job in the right. history of the world i mean we were done we were on the west coast we're in la most of the weeks we would take two shows one of those four days right so we had a four day week we had to be there between 10 and 2 because it had to get yeah. sent to the east coast to right. air five six it changed times uh, right. before that six o'clock sports center started um but then you know they went over to the round the horn format and all these right. argument shows or whatever. Yeah. So which, to make- which,
0: which, be honest, they need to come up with something else. I'm tired of watching guys argue all the time, to be honest. I miss. Yeah, shows we'll see. Like- I
1: mean, yeah. it's got to be coming, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah you would think of course, so. <laughs> somebody's got to come up with something. Right. I saw somebody post something today that this is how far back I went before I even went to ESPN where the morning was all just uh, exercise shows.
0: Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> uh uh, uh oh. <laughs> there was the phone. <laughs> He's, he's, Gary's getting his exercise now. I had to pick the phone back up.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember the exercise show. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was the, girl, the girl's name was Summer. Summers or something. I, I yeah, and that. actually
1: Chris Fowler ended up marrying one of them.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, so I,
1: then I got to uh, – it was doing baseball play-by-play, play, but a lot of times it was the B-net we had john and joe and whatever so and then i got to uh sunday night Baseball. So they said well we're, we're kind of wasting this guy on these you know regional games right so that's when they started creating the the guy in the crowd yeah so i did that on sunday night baseball monday night baseball uh and then in 06 kcal kcbs in los angeles got the dodgers so i went over to them did that they also had the lakers and then near the end of Probably about two, 2015, 2016 is when they started their own channels. Oh, ah, yeah, There's the Lakers and then the Dodgers. Right. So now there wasn't this, you know, built-in uh, ownership of play-by-play. And I didn't do play-by-play, but you know, the studio rap shows. I did a studio show with Eric Karras before all the Dodger games. We had about 40 or 50 games a year. Plus, that station forever had carried every road Laker game. Is that, uh, is that when Charlie Steiner went over
0: there? Because he, he do a play-by-play? Charlie or? did, yeah, for radio. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, because that kind of, that piece of that puzzle went away. Right. Uh, in general, the industry, especially in local news and sports, especially sports, is uh-huh. shrinking. Uh, so, I looked I at all yeah. kinds of things, from teaching to, uh, you know, going to an NFL network or I knew guys that had gone over to MLB from our operation, ESPN. But because I had family here and because both my parents had uh, come here when they couldn't live on their own anymore down in Florida, Mm -hmm. I had been here a lot um, over the years and missed my mom by one year. She passed in 2016. I got here in 2017. And we've been to Bengals Station. So like Mm -hmm. within the first week, similar to when I got tired out of college, within the first week... I'm doing the Bengals special. We're sitting right. down with, and that was Joe Mixon's rookie year. Yep, uh, yep. So it was. Uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind.
0: Yeah, and, and what what a not 2017, but you know, once we got Jackpot Joey, what a, a time to come to come cover the Bengals. I mean, we are in. I call it the golden age of the Bengals because I, I know Ken Anderson should be in the Hall of Fame. Boomer Season was was a great quarterback, but Jack Jackpot Joey, in my opinion. Has a chance? Maybe he's already there. As the best quarterback
1: the Bengals have ever had, what what what's it like covering Joe? uh it's interesting you know i think boomer would agree with you i'm pretty sure ken anderson would but that was you know that's a different era and i kind of agree with guys like we have this argument now about lebron and michael jordan and that you can't really compare eras i think charles barkley said that best because the game is totally different right and now the game's about to change again dramatically in baseball but even in football right the coverage rules uh you know what you can do to the quarterback you know now they're (laughs) protected right but joe's an interesting case because he um he's almost like two different people. He's because you you know the guy's got a lot of charisma and personality mm-hmm. because of the people he hangs out with, because of the little bit that he shares sometimes. But if you've ever seen his the half hour he does every week with Colin Coward, yeah. mm-hmm. Colin asks him a lot of the same things, but in elongated form and trying to get more out of him about trips to Vegas or whatever, and uh, it's still pretty much the same. Joe you is don't say a lot. I'm <laughs> not sure who counseled him. But, you know, they did a good job, but he uh-huh. – it's basically about the team and about football. He doesn't right. want to give a lot of the, even though he does a lot of charity work and um, foundation work, he doesn't share a lot of that with the media. But you watch him, you know, how he shows up to news conferences. I'll see him in the locker room with, I mean, it looks like pajamas he's wearing half the time. <laughs> uh, but he's right in there with the guys playing cards, playing ping pong. Yep. Uh, so he's definitely one of the boys. But I think he understands the role of, I'm the leader of this team. I'm kind of the, the mouthpiece of this team. And he plays it pretty straight, at least to the general media. You know, yeah, like yeah. last year, he, the only access that that he had was that webcast that he right. did in June or July mm-hmm. until he'd start, you know, I'm sure getting paid for his Colin yeah. Power appearances on volume. Right, right, I'm sure. Yeah, that oh, that, what, what was that,
0: full sale? Because I, I remember after – uh Cause I go down to practice a lot, and I watch it, watch it from the bridge or whatever. And I'll go down and meet him or whatever as they're walking to practice or from practice. Well, he's coming back from practices after he did the, uh, the video uh, cast with uh, Full Scale, and I had my card and everything. I was ready to go because he, he said he's bored. And I said, Joe, hey, if you're ever bored again, you want to come on a local podcast, you know? And Gary, I felt like I was that close. He's like almost reached out. He goes first. He goes, you got a podcast? I was like, yeah, because I mean, I'm there a lot, and I always wear Jackpot Joy, so he somewhat, somewhat knows. Who I am, or recognize me, and you got a podcast? I'm like, Yeah, I, I, I said, Bengals talking strawberry ice. goes, and he's like, I Almost reached it. I'm like, Ah, nah. nah. I'm like, sure. He's like, nah. I'm like, All right, well, if you're bored, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh, I was that close. I was like, Oh, but anyway,
1: but yeah, but yeah, when he part of the problem with that is, and that's why I, I don't know, he chose those guys, you know, that shows you kind of what Joe's mentality is. He chose the guys he did it with. He didn't do it like with Jim Gray or whatever. And right. Like I said, he's getting remunerated for the stuff he's doing with Cowherd. But right. I think Joe feels like if he did it with you, then he's going to have to do, you know, how can he say I'll do it with this station, right. but I won't do it with right. with somebody else. So right. I think that's part of it too. But like I said, he's like, I asked him uh, in December, I think was one, because he's doing this thing with uh, some of the fellow athletes, including Hubbard of the farm relief in mm-hmm. yes in Ottawa. yes and i asked him during a general news conference you know what can you tell us about that how'd you get involved and he he wouldn't talk about it he said that's let's just talk football later in the locker room and said you know i'm sorry i just i wasn't ready the answer right. i would have given you would have been bad and you know but i still haven't seen him really right discuss it now he's got another venture he's involved in the volleyball What's the volleyball? I don't know about that one. He's in the volleyball, Women's Volleyball League, Professional Volleyball League. And again, Joe Burrow is? In conjunction with uh, other athletes. I think he's got like 10%. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I did he find out something new on the show. I didn't even know that. Well, one thing I, I'll roll back to to how Joe answers questions and stuff, and I think it has – this is where the the, the Tom Brady co- comparison comes in because now Tom's opened up a lot more since he got to Tampa Bay. But when he was in New England, it was all ball. You never – wavered from it at all and that's where i i think also joe's play on the field obviously but but the, the demeanor that he has it, it reminds me a lot of of tom brady because i'm i mean i respect the hell out of tom brady i, I know people are gonna hate this but every time it's was a super bowl i rooted for him because i just respected him i'm not nah, i played the bengals of course i'm rooted against them but that that's where i think a lot of the comparison comes I from agree. along with the play
1: i think i think that's a, you know i don't know if that's legit uh thought about model or not i wouldn't be surprised if it was right but you know and the other thing that's interesting with that comparison is you have the all-time worst head coach in that new england situation who will give you absolutely nothing <laughs> no matter how you ask it uh, and here right, we have joe who's a little bit more outgoing than tom brady was early in his career yeah. uh, but we have a coach who is probably at the top that i've ever dealt with i've dealt mm-hmm. with almost all of them in every sport as far as giving of himself, revealing, giving time, giving honest answers—you know, telling true feelings as opposed to just all football talk—so Zach and Joe is an interesting combination.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because because I think Zach—it's—it's it's a breath of fresh air for as Bengals fans coming from the Marvin Lewis era, who again. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> didn't give us I anything with-, show with him too. They're just <laughs> with right? Didn't get, didn't give you anything. Had his little nervous laugh or whatever. And, you know, and then you have Zach who I think he gives you as honest of an answer as he can without giving stuff away. I, I, that's my opinion of how he, how he handles it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. He's a little guarded. You know, it's funny cause he'll, you know they have like every NFL team this stuff where you you're not allowed, and you could do it from the bridge. So I I don't understand why they limit us to like ten or fifteen minutes. Oh no, I,
0: I can't video anything from the bridge anymore. <laughs> or they will let you. The no, no, they they stopped guard. that. I, I used to be able to, and then like my halfway through the season, they got a security guard up there. They won't. It's probably mostly because of me because I'm up there all the time. But they say no, it's not just because you're like yeah. Well, they won't let anybody I video or anything. It's kind of
1: ridiculous. I mean, every team's got film on them, you know, from years past. Zach's been here now going into his fifth year. Right. So they know what he likes to do. And it's all the same staff. And the last few years, it's been the same personnel. But, the, yeah, they only let us tape like they're stretching or they're <laughs> running, you know, out drills with shorts on. And uh, the linemen are doing blocking sleds. Like, we're going to give away some huge Which, secrets. Which is all I was videoing. I, I mean, I didn't
0: video. When you guys left. I didn't video anymore. That's what I told them, and they still let
1: me. But you got to get an apartment over there in one of those. (laughs) I don't don't make that. The the show doesn't pay that much money. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are those are high rent.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. a little bit. So you you talked about the staff, and I think this is huge. That for five years in a row, we're gonna have the exact same. I mean, I know different offensive line coach from the beginning of Zach's uh, coaching staff, but. Thank basically God. from when Zach got yeah. Basically from Zach got here, we had the same staff. How big is that? Because we're gonna be all in ones now that the enemy left and went to, to the to the commanders now.
1: It it's hard to tell because it's almost unprecedented mm-hmm. for this length of time. And the have success they open had coordinators, uh an offensive line coach is, is very important. You know, he's next in line with those guys. You've had the right. special teams coach since before Marvin. Yeah. Right. Maybe Marvin hired him, I think. I don't know. He remember. did he came with Marvin. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but that far back. Just 20 years. And special teams are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so to have that continuity, it's unheard of. And I think it's, it's really a big advantage as we look at, you know, adding, you know, changing this roster in this offseason going into next fall to have that continuity. With the guys that remain and then to incorporate them. I think that's why guys that they've signed in free agency or drafted the last couple of years have blended in so well because they have not only the same coordinators, but they have these veteran guys like the Von Bells of the world uh, that kind of bring them along. I, I thought it was very interesting that, and it took a while because you got five offensive linemen who've never played together. Right. Even though they were quality guys, you know, the, the three they signed on the right side. Uh, and then the, the rookie in Bolson. But right. But they, Ted Karras came right in and Kappa came and were immediately, like Karras became a leader. He's a captain. Captain, right. And the guy just joined the team. I could it's see great. why once yeah. you get oh, to he's awesome. you see him play. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of crazy that, that immediately he becomes a captain. But that shows you the, kind of gives you an idea of the the locker room mentality.
0: Well, it also goes to, to what, what Zach said when we first got here. He wanted to create a culture. He wanted to get the right guys in the building. And Ted Karras is a great example of that. I mean, I, I, he was on my show uh, last summer, right? Right? Like, I don't know, like a month or so after he, he, after minicamp, he, he was able to come on and he was a great dude. I mean, and I knew from listening to him and talking to him for, for an hour, I'm like, dude, I love this guy. <laughs> and I just yeah. met him, you know, over video chat. I, mean, I can't, I can't imagine what he's like in the locker room. And, and then he comes out with the Cincy hats you know to try, try to uh, do the charity and stuff for for uh, for the, the uh, special needs kids in, or uh, special needs people in, in Indiana that's just those are the kinds of guys that Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin have done a great job yep. of bringing in because again I, I'm not trying to bang on the Marvin Lewis air but how many times do we have guys get arrested or how many times do we have guys just lose their head on the field I mean right. J- Joe Burrow jackpot his blood pressure stays the same. He, I call him a psychopath because he's he stays the same. It doesn't matter what it's happens. Amazing. Yeah. And I think Jamar Chase
1: is the same way. I think T Higgins, the same way. Karis, I wouldn't go that far with Jamar. Jamar, Jamar maybe, yeah. Jamar you, know, you remember far. the game, uh, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I know. Lost I lost it. You know, yeah. Zach's head almost popped off running down to tell, knock it off. Right. Uh,
0: well, see, that's the other thing. I do like that Zach will go after him. He's a quote, unquote player's coach, but if they do something stupid, he does, he does go after him. I forgot about that. I
1: was I was at the game and I'm like, what do you get? What do you get a pony for? I couldn't see. Uh, Jamar's it. come close. Yeah, several times. You know, he missed. He he tried to kick a ball in the stands and and shanked it. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been right. You know, a big fine. So, yeah. uh, Jamar and Jamar admits he likes to walk that line, and Zach admits, you know, that's kind of tough for him because he wants Jamar to be Jamar, but he doesn't want him to call You know, his mantra is always. Don't embarrass the team. Right. Uh, don't cost the team anything. So well,
0: that's 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 a perfect one because I mean, how many times? And I hate to bring this up because I hate this, but the freaking 2015 playoff game against the Steelers, we lost our freaking heads. That's the reason we lost that game. Yeah, I know we had the fumble, but if we don't do something completely idiotic, you know, in, in the middle of the field, like hitting somebody in the in the head, and then going off on joy Porter. Joey Porter should have never been on the field, but that's beside the point. We gave him the game, you know, and, and unfortunately. That's What happened? I, I won't say lost his head, but Joseph, I god love him. He played a great game in Kansas City in the AFC championship game, but he made a stupid penalty. That's the only time I really saw this team and I won't say lose their head, just made a stupid, stupid mistake that cost us a game.
1: Yeah, it's awful because he was playing a great game and he's he's, a, he's an amazing guy. Uh, we had him, we started doing Bengals Nation this year, uh, with. Von Bell and mm-hmm. Mike Hilton and they brought a guest every week and every week the guys were awesome you know <laughs> even whether it was Joseph Asai or whether it was you know at the uh trying to think of some well well one of the best of all was DJ Reader who actually one week when Mike couldn't do it hosted the show <laughs> with oh, nice. Von so but another example he brought up of that you know infamous playoff game with Perfect and uh, Pac-Man Von Bell's response to Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Within the rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: across.
0: That changed, I think, the the image of the Bengals. Uh, that hit. I just think I think from that on, everything just changed. Like they were like, screw this. We're we're not taking this crap anymore from you guys. We're not gonna do it. We're gonna do it within the rules. But this is done. And that's from
1: then on. I think it just I think it just changed. i was like, all right, let's go. As opposed we, to we, a late hit, a fifteen-yard penalty, and ends up costing you the game. You know, it's, but the message was probably even better.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, all right. So, I know you said about twenty minutes. We're already already over that here. I want to get cut to your huh? I get a half hour. We'll <laughs> okay. Um, um let, we got the NFL Combine coming up, and obviously the off season. So, I guess two part thing here. My opinion with the Bengals' offense line, we I hate it. We have to keep talking about this every off season. But right now, with the injury to L. Collins, and you don't know when he's gonna be back, and he suffered he dealt with injuries all last year. I don't think they can rely on him. I don't want the Bengals to wait until try to fill that at 28. I'm more along the lines. I like to, them to try to sign somebody at right tackle and that could at least be good for this year, or or could be there at the beginning of the season and maybe Lel is healthy that he can come back. Or, or where are you at on the right tackle position? Are you okay
1: with waiting to the draft? Wait until is better, identity, there's lots of options. I'm going to be even more extreme and go in a place that I haven't heard many people talk about, but I'm more concerned with left tackle. Okay. And I I think Jackson Carmen went from a bust to a quality piece. I could see just from talking to him mm-hmm. this year, as opposed to, you know, when he came in as a troubled guy and a guy right. who was overweight and, you know, just – kind of felt, I guess, privileged from the Clemson days and how high he was drafted, to now he's been humbled and he's working hard and I think he's been productive. And I think in those, and these are playoff games. Right, right. right. I think he was more productive. I I just think Jonah's undersized. Jonah now has shown a propensity throughout his career, starting with his rookie season, of having injuries. I know he played through the the right uh, kneecap which yeah. was amazing that he came back and finished that game. And it's what, six, drugs, six or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but I, I just, I really feel like you need somebody bigger on that mm-hmm. blind side, mm-hmm. uh, somebody like Collins. But again, he's, you know, he's got an injury history now that right. builds up and you're not going to get 17 games out of him, mm-hmm. even if he passes his physical and, you know, is ready. I think he's been a good addition. I think he's been uh, a good locker room addition, definitely. But as far as performance, not so much. So I right. th- my radical decision would be test Jonah at right tackle maybe go for a left tackle because I just don't feel like he's strong enough. I mean, he had I think he allowed the most sacks in the league at that position. Uh, yeah, I think that's a
0: PFS uh stat too, but then pressures I think it was less. It wasn't as bad on pressures or something like that.
1: I I, I got like they, you know they I don't know if they're going to get it in the draft. They've been 28 to
0: very... be kind of hard. They'd have to try to trade up. Yeah. Probably.
1: So. and you know i don't know if they're going to find golden of olsen again in the fourth round but right. i definitely would address that and uh i would think about doing more than just the apparent vacancy or concern of an opening at right tackle i would try to upgrade that left tackle position
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm never against upgrading a position i just me personally i think they Put his, he got it. They took his fifth year option. I think for some reason they're in love with, with Jonah. I think he's going to be our left tackle, but who knows? We'll see. I mean,
1: Jackson oh, yeah, I'm not saying he won't be. I'm yeah. just saying No, I, I'm No, more and
0: successful and more productive. Right. But the, but the step that, that, that Jackson Carmen took in the two playoff games was, was huge yep. because if, if, let's just say, and he's
1: huge and he's big. And
2: yeah. Jonah's and he's athletic. High.
0: Right. So, I mean, if, if he is, say, he has another year behind Jonah and he keeps improving, then he's your left tackle of the future. Which would, which would be great because he's more athletic, he's bigger, he's faster. You know that that's awesome for moving moving uh, forward. It just it's it's frustrating, Gary, that we just cannot get the offensive line offensive line right. I think the interior is fine. Some people yep. are kind of wavering on Cordova. I'm like Cordova. I think it will be fine. Yeah, get him a little bigger or whatever. But dude, he played 17 games. He played all, all 17 games healthy. He was right. literally the only one.
1: <laughs> like well, I, even, think he I mean definitely uh and plus he will get better plus he's got frank pollock plus he's got Karras next to him Mm -hmm. who loves the kid right uh he's got kappa who hopefully will come completely back from his injury at the end of the year and uh you know i if they can strike gold the way they did with those guys i mean look at that the last few years of free agency every one of these guys has been a home run yep yep from hendrickson to hilton to bell you know, all the way back to Bell, but that was probably a mixed year. But since then, D.J. Reader. Harris, Kappa, yeah, a, a D.J. Reader. I mean, it's if they can do that, right? With that tackle position, you know, wow. add another, and and they got good deals on these guys. It's not like they overpaid for them, right? So if they can keep that momentum going and and add a, a P- Yo, it is interesting to me. And guys who watched your show will be familiar, but. I was surprised when they had all the injuries especially the Kappa. The Quintin Spain never got a call. Couldn't Spain? I never was got too. A call. I mean that yeah. That one I, he was I a didn't good understand. Dude. And he was you know, he's big dude, he's strong, He right. was ready, he wanted to play. He kept following the Bengals. He never even got a sniff. And all this talk about let's bring uh uh oh god The all-time great. Now his name is the Rams. Oh, Whitworth. 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 And let's bring him back. And when Jonah went down or whatever, but here was Quentin Spain, who was readily available, and they they didn't even give him a call. Yeah, it was interesting. Now that's the other thing, Ice, is that not only are they signing guys, and they're all hitting home runs with the guys they're signing, and done pretty well in the draft, even drafting as low as they are now. Hmm. These guys leave, whether it's Spain or Trey Hopkins or whatever. They don't have another job, you know. It's, <laughs> they, they're right about them being done. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good point. To be honest, that
0: you, that, that hasn't been the way in the past of the Bengals. You know, these guys they waiting, you
1: know, Yeah. They I know did. that was injury related, but right, 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 right.
0: But one, uh, one, I have a name for you, and I I, I, I threw it out to Jake Lisco from Locked On Bengals, and I'm going to mess his name up again, but he's a, a tackle from the the Vegas Raiders, Jer- Jerome Illuminor. Al- I think is, is yeah. I
2: think.
0: Now he's now from what I've been told, if PFF hasn't ranked in the top ten, and they're only saying he's gonna get like four million, which is probably more than that. Probably like seven to ten million. What are your thoughts? On, do you have any thoughts on him? Because that's a guy that's that's like a cap out of carrots. That's a guy that coming on like not cheap, right? But, but not the top guy that they could hit on.
1: It. No, it'd be perfect. And I heard, you know, what, what Jake had said, uh, and he's much better at evaluating and knowing the background on these guys and who's available. But, yeah, if you could get him in the four to seven million, I, don't, I agree, I don't think again for four. No. But if you could get him for seven, seven and a half, right. that would be perfect, I think. And, again, it's a, another veteran guy. And by the time you draft the 28th in each round, you're not going to get a high-impact offensive lineman because – the best ones are going early yeah. and the other thing that i am kind of shocked at is if all this michael Mayer talk he's not going to be there at 28. <laughs> I'm not, you read my mind i was just about to say that so michael
0: Mayer is gonna be at 28 right
1: he's <laughs> surprised if he goes past 15. he may not go well, past 10. i don't know he, you know he felt like Pitts did
0: yeah daniel you know, jeremiah yeah daniel jeremiah has him going to the bengals at 28. i'm like uh, no that'd be way. great, but I just don't see it. I mean, no, and they call the it now.
1: They're saying, like, uh, Skinny, who you've had on your show, uh-huh. uh, is listing a couple of other tight ends, the Utah tight end, the Oregon mm-hmm. State, um, and say, well, they he'd probably be there at 28, but right, I i want to re sign Hayden Hurst. I, me too, me too, and I, then just, I, you know, get it. somebody in a later round or yes. somebody in free agency, but. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst and he I know Hayden Hurst wants to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. He, I, I know his mom. He she 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 said he wants
0: to be here. I I know he wants to be here. So so yeah, that, that's one of that those two things for me when free agency starts March 15th. I hope Hayden Hurst is signed and I hope the uh, right tackle will sign. And then then you don't have to worry about stuff in the draft. You know, you can go and you can pull you can draft best player available, you know, and you, you can pick and choose a, who. Who you want to do? You don't have to go. Oh, well, we don't have a right tackle. We gotta get this guy, and you're stuck with Billy Price. That's what we don't want.
1: Exactly. That <laughs> was see. That was the old draft yep. process. Exactly. Well, we have a need. Well, yeah, but he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we need a center. Well, yeah, the guy you needed was the guy who got drafted before him. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, they
0: had that last yeah, you year. You got DJ out of it, so. Yeah. 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 And that. Oh God. That. Gary, that's got to be one of the – I know James Brooks' trade was awesome too, but that's got to be in the top five trades in Bengals history.
1: We he's an amazing guy. He's gotten stole. better and better each year. Oh, yeah.
0: But one thing, I would like to replace – not B.J. Hill, but we still need to replace, I think, uh, Larry Ogunjogi. That's the one spot where – because it would be nice to give B.J. A, a little more of a break so he's fresher at the end, end of the yep. season. That's one I, a spot I like them to try to to uh, replace. And one guy I wanted them to sign last year, I know he's a little old in the tooth, but Akeem Hicks from the Bears, might be a good rotational piece. Uh, he's kind of old, but yeah, you know, I don't know. What Do you think he's two old passes prime? What do you think
1: on on uh, Hicks? No, I think he'd be an impact player. I, what I'd like them to do is, and, and I know Hubbard and Hendrickson are you know, just below Pro Bowl level. Hendrickson probably should have been there. But I, I want, whether it's a linebacker or another you know, lineman that he put in on third downs, I want somebody a fearsome pass rusher a mm-hmm. guy that just gets in there and wrecks havoc uh and uh, as good as those guys are and they're and the great thing about both hubbard and hendrickson is they can drop back and cover right is happening more and more for mm-hmm. defensive linemen especially the ends uh, but i'd like to have somebody that can go in there well, almost like the role that hilton plays mm-hmm. but a little bigger guy right <laughs> you know, right well i maybe, gotta
0: open so joshua I'm kind of hoping Joseph Osai steps up because the second half of the season, especially
1: the Chiefs game. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. I, I think I, he's got the potential.
2: He had
1: that great camp mm-hmm. and then lost the whole year last year. And then, you know, he's he's really come along and, and developed. And, again, that's where we get back to the, the continuity and the coaching right. staff and, and the guys that – you saw what B.J. Hill did after the AFC Championship that game. Was, you can see awesome. how they awesome. love this guy. Yeah.
0: That, that right there is – the culture of this team. I keep going back to that, but he's standing there with Joseph Osai, got his back saying, that's a stupid question. Don't answer that one. or Whatever was he was there. saying. I was there with it. Happens. Yeah. I mean, he was looking What's like, Y'all mean? better be nice to my boy, okay? <laughs> BJ's a big dude. I wouldn't want to mess with him. <laughs> All right. Well, Gary, you've been on for 35 minutes. I can keep talking to you for an hour. I appreciate you you coming on the show. Uh tell everybody, I know you got local twelve and you got the Bengals, uh, uh bengal show what do you have coming on we got the reds coming on this year which is gonna be eh, whatever it's the reds
1: <laughs> well, out there you know it's been a few you know we tried to cram the whole roster into three days right. in a good year um but we got some cool stuff coming up, The uh, you know, before the season opens. I, I'm really high on Will Benson, okay. and I took a lot of kidding, you know, the typical Twitter universe, because the only video I had of him was him swinging and missing at a pitch, but I got there late. It was right. the day we arrived from here. Okay. So we get, we landed late, and then by the time I got to that first workout on Monday, uh, all the video I could get was on my phone, and he, he had two pitches that were up and in, and then the one – so it was just kind of a showy swing, and it, it, everyone was – tweeting replies of oh That's yeah he fit right in, or, but he's a great kid and he had you know i had a line drive against cleveland in that uh, opening game i and i i think they have a void in center field and i think if he's able to make contact uh six six two twenty five two thirty uh they they need a power bat mm-hmm. right they're having pinder hit cleanup in these <laughs> exhibition games i think.
2: Because well, I, I, I don't know if Votto's
1: going to be ready and, or yeah. what he's going to be. Right. And I don't want to count on Senzel anymore. No, you can't. I'd rather, I'd rather play Friedland center field and Fraley and mm-hmm. uh, Myers in the corners. I mean, and, the thing and, is. Like the, Stevenson at first.
0: The thing is, the, the Reds actually, now one thing I, I will give them, if they stick with this, they actually have a plan for once. It looks like, you know, they, there is a lot of young guys there. And it's not we're not going to be, I don't think, competitive. The, the earliest next year, if that, it's going to be the year after that, probably. And to me, the whole this whole season depends on the three starting pitchers: uh, Hurst, uh, yep. uh, uh, Ashcraft, and um, oh, Jesus what's the third one? Um, Hunter Green and Lodolo and Lodolo. And, thank you. Yeah, Ashcraft. I said. Hurst. And the other
1: two were pretty good too. Sessa had some good moments last year. It uh, doesn't look like Don will be ready, but um, Overton mm-hmm. had some good moments. So I, I agree that'll be that. But you know, I'm looking through the other lineups, like the Cardinals and even the Cubs. Oh. Yeah, And it's like this lineup, you know, these guys <laughs> throw shutouts every
2: game,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. So
0: it's going to be a lo- long season, but you know, hopefully a the couple of stories
1: will- I want to tell you about that we're going to have yeah. uh, over yeah. the course of the next few weeks. One is Ian Jabot, whose dad is a native of England. He's pitching for the English team in uh, the world baseball classic. Great guy. And it looks like he's going to make the pen. Um, and the other is Benson. We'll have more stuff with Will Benson. Who's just, an incredible quality guy who loves the fact that he's with the Reds, even though he's a Georgia native, but the fact that he only had to come downstate. He didn't have, you know, he, when he got traded, he was sad because he had a lot of good friends on the Guardians. Right. But he just had to come down the street. You know, <laughs> basically, basically, right. So uh, those are a couple of the guys who will be spotlighting. Plus, we'll do some stuff on the, uh, you know, that trio up front and them not shying away from comparisons to Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz embracing it.
0: That's what we need, Gary. That's what we need. That's that's what I'm hoping. If we get that, I'll take I'll take the the Atlanta Braves run with you know more than one World Series win, but I'll, I'll take that. I, I I hated the Braves. I I I like <laughs> David Justice because he's from Cincinnati, but other than I hated him because we, well, back when it first started, we were in the NL West together, yeah. And you know up until the the they switched it all and made three divisions, we couldn't beat them. I'm like, and and before that in the '80s, the Braves stunk, and I'm like, why are we losing the for that.
1: Yeah, they were. God awful. You could go sit anywhere you wanted. Right. I used to park in the front cab circle to watch a few innings, and nobody would touch the car. There you go at Fulton County Stadium.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully the Reds will, will get better here. Like I said, those are the things for Reds fans. If you look at the pitchers, look at the young guys, because there is talent. It just we got
1: you know it'd be watch Ellie De La Cruz too. I mean, we got some great now, stuff from him, from Eric Davis and Barry Larkin. You know, talking about you just know when somebody has it and they both right. look at this kid and say, and, and he, I mean, he stands out. He's I don't really if they're opening day or not, but this is a guy who's got superstar potential.
0: I think he's a, a more center fielder. Right? Cause we have, we have,
1: he's huge. We, yeah.
0: yeah. We have 50 shortstops, and everybody, right. and this one it cracks me up. about. I don't know if know. we have one though. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll hope. well, well can play if he can freaking hit that's, that's the thing. Um you know, Barrero, he's imposing, but he can't hit. He
1: can't uh, I,
0: I, he can play the position, he just can't yeah, He's a good fielder too. But the thing is, like people when you talk about Twitter, people crack me up. They're like, Oh my goodness, how many shortstops do you need? I'm like, I'll take as many talented shortstops as you can give me because you can play shortstop, you can play anywhere. I'll put you first base, center field, wherever. Second base, so that's not a problem. It's yeah, Denzel was always
1: a infielder. So right,
0: exactly. So I mean, if it's it's hitting, they gotta be able to come up here, and the Reds cannot. If they're not ready, don't push them. Keep them down there. Let them cook in the minor leagues and get better. So it's gonna be interesting. That those are things for red's season to, to look at that there is sign. Hopefully by the end of the season, they're like, all right, pitching staff did better. This kid stepped up. We'll see. Oh, well, anyway. one more thing. Tonight
1: you'll have one more baseball on your Bengals. Now you're good, man. Good. Uh you know, the kid from uh NKU, who, who did the Fernando T- Tatis. The gra- two great, grand slams. We're, yep. We're going to talk to him uh, right about now, actually, and, uh, you know, talk about being on Center and, you know, what kind of react, talk about social media, what kind of right. reaction he's gotten uh, to continue that story that's become this national story, and rightfully so. It's insane that that would happen. That's ridiculous.
0: Well, he hit for the cycle too, Gary. It right. A- he did. <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs> right. What, he hit two grand slams. <laughs> oh and, weren't God. they in the same inning as, as <laughs> what's that? The mercy rule should have been the first inning. <laughs> right. Well, the, the two grand slams were in the first inning, weren't they? They're the same inning, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. No, two grand, inning. yeah. Two grand slams in, in the first inning, they hit for the cycle. That's freaking, that's a career. You might as well just go, I'm done. <laughs> Can't get any better than that. <laughs> anyway, Gary, I appreciate you, man. I really, this has been a lot of fun. We'll have to, have to do this again sometime. Oh, like. glad to. It's good to be in the ice cage. <laughs> yeah, it's cold down here, so I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> Take it easy, Gary.
1: Okay, anytime. All
0: right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Gary Miller is a great dude. Go follow him on Twitter. Go watch him on Local 12. And uh, yeah, go, go there. They had the bagel, sh- bagel Show. I'm going to have to ask him. I think it's every Wednesday night because I always want to go, but I'm doing my own show. And by the time I get off the air and get over there, they're almost done. So I've never been able to get uh, get down there. So we did a little Red Sox. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some Red Sox on, on my bengal show i don't care it doesn't matter to me anyway this show number two is down so for letting everybody know i'm normally on, on at 5 30 i'll be on at 7 tonight because i have ken riley the second on bengal's captain's gonna be on with me and we're gonna be talking about ken riley the second about his dad the hall of fame all that stuff it's gonna be a lot of fun so if you missed earlier today i had a show with jake lisco it's on the channel also on the podcast um I got this one. It'll be on the podcast here later on. And then seven o'clock tonight is Ken Raleigh the second. So busy, busy day. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And it's always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Houday Nation, Houday Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, The Ohio State Bucknuts, The Ice Bar. And they can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handles at Jeff A. Trenapole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Like I said, I'll be pulling a sign off later. I'll put it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitch Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review if you're still listening to on the podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you're still watching the show, I appreciate you. YouTubers, we're at 2,123 subscribers. Again, that is awesome. Again, I say this every show, but it's the God's honest truth. If you guys didn't watch, if you guys don't subscribe, guys like Gary Miller, Jake Lisco, and then give me the time of day. So I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. Supporting the show, watching the show, and telling your friends about it. Other than that, I'll see you at 7 o'clock tonight with Ken Riley second and Bengals Captain. You ready? That's just sports, baby. See ya.
2: In the night Ooh, Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly Ooh, The beasts disarranate, orange, black, and white Cause when the jungle come alive day we ignite Cincinnati we gon' rise in us a- I can't why we built it.